Welcome to Geek Girl Soup, Leftovers Edition. I'm Susan. And I'm Kelly. And today we, you know, we've, we've been hinting at it <laughs> these past few weeks, talking about um, uh-oh, Wolverine. Um, <laughs> we've been hinting at it uh, these past few weeks, talking about the leftovers, and now it's finally here. We're going to talk about in you know leading up to uh season three the final season oh i know well we've been desperate to get into leftovers or you know to talk about it Mm -hmm. i think we've been more than hinting at it though we have (laughs) held back we have actually talked about it for a few minutes during uh during humans yeah though we haven't talked about it in the uh sense of sharing spoilers Right. And we're going to do that today. Yep. And yeah, while while we're talking about season one, we might mention some things from season two. So, you know. We're going to try not to, though. Yeah. Or we'll rather, we're, we're going to try to avoid spoilers from yeah. season two. All right. So what we're going to do is like go through the episode descriptions and then um, maybe talk a little bit about some of the things that that happened in there um if we need to add some some detail um so we'll start with season one episode one pilot you know that that creative title that most yeah. give their first episode <laughs> can, can i do a quick can i do sure. a quick tangent on pilot yes <laughs> so when uh, my daughters started watching lost and they started watching before I did. In fact, I started watching because of them. I think I told you I started, well, I came in like in, what, maybe season four. Oh, I thought it was just, I thought it was earlier. But Oh, okay. No, it might have been season three. But uh, because I would just sit in a room with them and then I would ask questions because it was on oh. in the background. So they thought that season one, episode one was called Pilot because that pilot was sort of the central figure, like the airplane pilot was Mm -hmm. the central figure in that first episode. And so I had to tell them, well, maybe it was a double entendre for that one. But season one, episode one of all shows is called pilot, the pilot episode. It's they, you know, they may, might not even make any more episodes, so it's just always called the pilot, and they're like, oh. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> back to the circle now or the sphere, okay. <laughs> whatever, whatever yeah. shape we're using today. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Garvey is a police chief in Mapleton, New York, working to keep order after the mysterious sudden departure, an unexplained event that occurred three years prior, which saw the disappearance of many of the town's citizens. His wife, Lori, has left him to join the Guilty Remnant, an organization with unknown motives and members dressed all in white who communicate by writing notes as they have taken a vow of silence. His son, Tom, has also left him to become a follower of Holy Wayne, a messianic figure. Kevin's daughter, Jill, lives with him and is in high school, but the erosion of her family life leads her to act out. 
Kevin is in con- in conflict with Mayor Lucy Warburton about her plan for a parade to honor the victims of the sudden departure. His prediction that the GR will hold a protest during the parade that will result in violence with the angered townspeople, unfortunately, comes true. Afterward, Kevin begs Lori to return home with him, but she refuses to speak to him. Bride-to-be Meg Abbott shows up at the GR house asking if she can stay there for a few nights. Um, What they left out was the, the dog guy. Yeah, the dog guy, the fact that the guilty remnants smoke constantly, mm-hmm. um, that the the episode opens three years ago, the day of the departure. Yes. So we actually see that happening. Um, I personally wouldn't call the departed people victims because we actually don't know what happens, what happens to right. them. So we don't know if they're victims or not. Mm-hmm. I think that the victims are the people who are left, the, the leftovers. The leftovers, right. Yeah, or at <laughs> least the ones who are in pain from it. They're the victims mm-hmm. they're, because they're suffering. We just don't know about the departed. So I don't even want to think of them as being victims because we don't know. It's a mystery. Mm-hmm. Ha-ha, yeah. foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Let it be. Let it be. <laughs> we are going to let the mystery be. <laughs> For now. Until yep. we get to season two. <laughs> yeah. uh, episode two is called Penguin One, Us Zero. When in with an ATFEC, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, Explosives, and Cults, formerly the ATF, team attacks Holy Wayne's hideout. Tommy kills somebody for the first time in order to protect Christine's life. And Christine is one of Wayne's wives. Well, at that time, we don't know she's one of, do we? Yeah, I think we do. Oh, okay. We've seen like several. Well, she doesn't know and Tommy doesn't know. They, they think that she's, she's the special one. Yeah, they think she's the one. Mm-hmm. And he has told her that. Wayne has told her that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also in this episode, Meg has been living at the GR residence for a few weeks and becomes frustrated at her apparent lack of progress in their ranks. Mm-hmm. But she still gets to talk. Yes. And yes, she's she wearing her own clothes. Transitioned. Right. Yeah. Following his night shooting dogs with Dean, Kevin's <laughs> stability is questioned by his deputies and Lucy. He later visits his institutionalized father when he feel, himself feels his sanity unraveling. Tommy's, and why, why is his dad in the institution? We didn't say that before. Uh, something happened. He, well, we, we find out later exactly okay. what he did. Yeah. Well, he used to be police chief. We did already hear about that. Right. Yeah. Right. And now Kevin is. Yeah. They're both like Ch- Chief Garvey. Yeah. Right. No, the other Chief Garvey. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Tommy's guilt is exacerbated by his growing animosity towards Wayne. Jill, Amy, and the twins spend the day following Nora 
after Jill spots a pistol in Nora's purse. And that's just at a little cafe or coffee shop or something. Right, right. I think uh, Jill was walking by and knocked over uh, Nora's purse and, and saw it when she helped her pick it up. Did she knock over her coffee and like leaned over then to like glance in the purse or something? No, she knocked over the purse and oh, then okay. later Nora pushed the coffee cup off the oh, table. Oh, that's right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she does a, a bunch of weird stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Did the sex thing with Jill at the party, did that already happen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I think that was in the first episode, her acting out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, a little bit beyond acting out, but yes. <laughs> and the dog thing is so weird. Yeah, because we don't really understand. We don't understand at all what that's about. Right, and and the guy he says they're not our dogs, and and there's yeah. also a question as to whether Kevin is seeing this guy. If you know mm. this guy is really real. Yeah, at that point we don't know. Mm-hmm. Did he already find the dog and take him, the dog no. back? Okay. Mm-mm. No, that happens later. And that's when we find out, I guess, that that he's a real human being. <laughs> okay, but I mean or, taking the dog back to the dog's person, to that woman. Well, the collar, you mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was in the first episode. Oh, okay. Cause, yeah. Yeah, um, Jill found the, the woman. Yeah, it was like I that dog. that dog disappeared. Yeah, like three years ago. And, yeah, and she didn't and care. She, yeah, didn't want it back. Um, episode three: two boats and a helicopter. <laughs> I know. Uh, Reverend Matt Jameson is steadfast in his belief that the departed have all been less than heroes, uh, despite the abuse this earns him from the despite the abuse this earns him from the public. Matt faces foreclosure on his church. Um, Following an apparent sign from God, he wins enough money at the casino to buy it back. Encountering an unknown assailant, throwing rocks at members of the guilty remnant, Matt tries to help, only to be hit with a rock himself and knocked unconscious. Upon waking, he learns that he has missed the foreclosure deadline by two days. And it is revealed that the guilty remnant has have bought his church. Yeah, that this- was such a. I, I it was a frustrating episode. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. I rewatched it recently, I ended up fast forwarding through parts because <laughs> I knew what was coming. Yeah, and um, I just didn't want to. at the casino maybe well (laughs) that part or the guy in the car like but then you know i knew that the guy at at his car was not going to steal the money so i didn't fast forward through that but then yeah him getting hit by the rock i'm like oh god don't even get out of the car to try to help and um so i fast forwarded through that part that's yeah. just who he is. And I know, but Jesus. I know that comes up again in season two. Yeah. I fucking do-gooder. You have a mission. And especially yeah. that one. And like, you know, just come on. It, it's like with um, in an airplane. 
You have to put your mask on first. <laughs> yes. If you pass out, you can't help anyone else. If you lose your church, how are you going to minister to anyone else? I mean, I guess you can. You can just go do it in the town square. Right. Maybe. Right. He, he's got some money now. He could start a new church. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, it, you know, if I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's just that frustrating. <laughs> yes. Uh. Okay. Episode four, BJ and the AC. <laughs> okay. And we, we, we know what BJ means, uh, the baby Jesus. But Oh, I, that's I, right. Okay. I forgot. Because I was about the to AC? say, is that as in the bear or blowjob? No. <laughs> Neither one. It's baby the baby Jesus. Jesus. Okay. Uh, Christmas comes to Mapleton, but not without its problems. <laughs> Kevin is tasked with finding the baby Jesus from the town's nativity scene, which was stolen by his own daughter, Jill, unbeknownst to him. Eventually, the twins leave the baby Jesus on Kevin's doorstep. But another doll is placed in the nativity scene before Kevin can return the doll. It's the pregnant Christine to a hospital. On the night of the Christmas ball, GR members sneak into Mapleton residents' homes and remove pictures of the departed. A lot was left out of that description. <laughs> oh, yeah, way a lot. Uh, like all the stuff that Jill and her friends were doing to the baby Jesus doll. But then she was about to, like, they put it on the little boat and they were going to, she was about to shoot a flaming arrow at it after they put gasoline on it and, you know, like a Viking uh, funeral. And then she couldn't mm -hmm. do it. And um, did that one friend pee on it or was about to poop on it? I forget which. I don't know if he ended up doing Something. it. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Um and also, this is where um, Kevin and Nora met in the, um, oh, in the yeah. hallway there at the dance. Of the court. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay. That's right. Not in the courthouse yet. Right. Right. That was later. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. But he became a bit um, crazed about finding that doll. He did. Yeah. He, he was on a mission. Yeah. And the, um, the mayor had sent him to buy a new one. And he mm -hmm. did, but then he's like, fuck that. I'm going to go find the real one. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he, I mean, he was, he was right. It had something to do with the twins. Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh. Uh, and then uh, episode five, this one was, well, I mean, they're all a little sad, but this was sad. Um, Gladys. Oh, yeah. a, a devout member of the guilty remnant is brutally stoned to death. As the rest of the GR goes on lockdown, Patty takes Lori to a diner and tests her faith. As Kevin investigates Gladys' murder, he resists pressure to hand the case over to the ATFEC, whose... Uh, whose remit apparently has expanded in the wake of the sudden departure. While calling them to cancel a federal inquiry, 
he learns that he has the option to let the government simply exterminate Patty's chapter of the GR. Hmm. Reverend Jameson holds a vigil outside the GR safe house, but is personally rejected by Lori. Hmm. Oh yeah. By whistling in his face, like with that whistle mm-hmm. that Kevin had given all of them right. for safety reasons after Gladys. Um, a couple things about the guilty remnant. So one, I forgot to say with the past episode, their methods, like I, I didn't always disagree with them. It's well, okay, let me take that back. It's not that I agree or disagree. It's that I could empathize with them, but I can empathize with almost anyone. Not totally, but almost. Um, but they're removing the photos I, yeah, I, I can see that. And yet, if their point is to make people remember, then taking away the photos and never giving them back, how does that make people remember? And then yeah. knowing what we know now about what they do later in this season, mm-hmm. to me flies in the face of removing the photos. But of course, maybe the removing the photos is just a prelude to what they end up placing right. in the houses later. Right. Because, yeah, because we learn um, that's really all they need mm-hmm. is, is oh. the photo. Uh, and, yeah. and now that comment about Patty testing Lori's faith, did you take it that way in the no, diner? I, testing? I thought she was kind of giving her... A break because yeah. she had an anxiety attack and was taken to the hospital, Lori. Yeah. Um, so this was kind of like letting her get away and recharge and oh. then, you know, get I back so into too. Yeah, I didn't think it was point. testing her faith. Right. Now, Lori ended up not saying anything, though. She didn't right. end up using her voice. Right. But... Yeah, I didn't view it at all as testing her faith. I thought Patty was sincere and very compassionate about giving her a day in regular clothes and eating regular food. Okay, the next episode, episode six, it's actually, I think, my favorite episode of the season. Um, It's called Guest. Kevin and Nora have an interaction in the Mapleton Courthouse. Nora attends a departure-related conference in New York City as a panelist and discovers someone is impersonating her on her panel. Unable to officially attend, she wanders the hotel, spending time at a party where she kisses a departure replica, and then encountering Holy Wayne, who hugs her, seemingly purging her anxieties. Returning to Mapleton, she takes Kevin up on his offer. Okay, so much left out. <laughs> they so, seem very good at that, leaving stuff out, don't they? Yeah, like we, we find out why Nora has the gun, what she does with it. Uh, right, oh my gosh. This episode. Uh, As she if hired- she is already not feeling enough pain. Well, not enough as she thinks she should be feeling. So I guess that's why she does that. It, I guess it's her own guilty remnant equivalent, huh? 
Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> wow. Ooh, or like her version of cutting. Okay. You know, because yeah. cutting is a way of feeling more or controlling the way my understanding like of controlling what you feel and when Mm -hmm. controlling the pain that you feel. And she in season one is fairly controlling, isn't she? And so, yeah. And I'm sure that has to do with her, you know, knocking the coffee off the table Mm. uh, that, you know, that's another little public display of her because she can't do the the shooting thing in public. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And where they, where Kevin and Nora met this time was they were outside of divorce court. They were both getting divorced. And so what does she say to him? Well, she asks him to go to 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 Miami. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Said she'll skip her conference. Hey, want to go to Miami? And when he says he can't because of his kid, Mm -hmm. what'd she say? Oh, well, fuck her. Right. Fuck your kid. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure Jill would be fine on her own for a few days, but you know. Right. Yeah. It was funny though, like the look on Nora's face and she didn't seem horrified with herself. To me, it was just like this recognition of, oh yeah, that was inappropriate. And then she said so, and then she just left. Yeah. But it wasn't horror, you know, (laughs) it was just, oh yeah, that was wrong. Almost as if she were autistic or had Asperger's and like had been taught that, no, you can't say things like that and you need Mm -hmm. to apologize and Mm -hmm. leave. And so, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I, and I also, I thought it was interesting about with her meeting with Holy Wayne, um, you know, because that's the one and only time that they meet. Um, and then, you know, considering what, what happens later. So, Oh, right. Meaning with, uh, the guilty remnant stuff. Yeah. And with Lily. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. So did he really take her pain away? At least I think so about that. Yeah. Because remember, she was buying groceries. She was getting um, Mm -hmm. groceries and things for her kids. She left the the paper towel. Yeah. You know, she left everything the way it was. Yeah. The day of the departure. Kept replacing everything the way it was. Kept buying milk that she wasn't drinking, cereal that she wouldn't eat, and then Mm -hmm. would throw it away and replace it uneaten, untouched. Right. I guess just in case they would come back. Yeah. More as her own. Yeah. It, it, she was like her own guilty remnant. Yeah. She didn't need them. Right. And if <laughs> they could have, you know, learned from her. <laughs> right. If they had known this, right. they uh, could have skipped her. It's like, yeah, she's already doing what she needs to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh, well. But uh, yeah, yeah. When when she comes back, she bought, you know, groceries just for herself. Yeah. Uh, replaced the paper towels, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Episode seven. Uh, solace for tired feet. 
Kevin and Nora have a date, but Ooh. it's interrupted by the guilty remnant. Uh. Kevin's father escapes from the mental hospital Ooh. and the Mapleton PD make his recapture a priority. Uh. This is the episode <laughs> where we find out what he did. Mm. <laughs> well, and it's, it's good that he escaped also because mm-hmm. this is when he, um, he saves Jill. Oh, yeah, that's right. From the refrigerator. <laughs> oh, kids. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, oh, Tom discovers that Wayne has impregnated another young girl. Whom he At also, least one other. Right. Yeah. And that's something that, that uh, when talking with the girl and her caretaker, they wonder, well, how many others are out there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Because that's one of the things that that he says to the guy. He says, I have one, too. One Mm -hmm. of her. (laughs) And she doesn't get angry at Holy Wayne. She's angry at Tom and Christine. Mm -hmm. And it seems like, yeah, Tom is the only one questioning his devotion to Wayne. Wayne seems to be growing increasingly unglued. Yep. And Kevin's father insists he read an issue of National Geographic. One particular issue, yeah. And I, I think we, we we still don't know why, and I think we'll see why in season three. Oh, That's what? Which guess. issue was it? May seventy-seven. Nineteen seventy-two. May nineteen seventy-two. Oh, okay. Um, Kevin and Nora spend the night together. And Christine gives birth to Wayne's child. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize that was episode seven. You know, it's like, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> but, well, because the next two episodes are kind of, um, I guess, bottle episodes or something. I don't know. Because they, well, one is a flashback and the other one kind of mostly oh, takes place. Right. In, uh, one I love the flashback. That's your your favorite episode of the season? I don't know, but oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. No. Maybe. Well, <laughs> okay. well, we've got three more here. Um, 108. Uh, Caro. Patty arranges for a major move by the GR on Memorial Day. Kevin invites Nora over for dinner with Jill and Amy. Jill and Amy have a falling out, and Amy Aww. moves out of the Garvey's. Jill later shows up at the GR house. Kevin and Dean attempt to deal with Patty, whom they've kidnapped the night before. Oh, well, we know by now that Dean is a real physical person. Yeah, yeah. Because he went I, to the town meeting. Yes, he went to the town meeting. And other people saw and heard and, him. Yeah, and and when I really knew when he went to to Kevin's house, and oh, that's right. Jill and Amy were coming that's home, right. and and they they interacted with him. So that's right. I'm like, yeah. yeah, he's real. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about um, that. Yeah. Okay, Lori takes charge of the Memorial Day plan in Patty's absence. Mm-hmm. Um, Patty speaks candidly to Kevin about the GR and their motives and tries to persuade Dean and then Kevin to kill her. When Kevin refuses and decides to release Patty and face the consequences, she commits suicide. 
Now, what did we learn from Patty in that cabin cabin about Gladys? Oh, that, um, that Gladys was a sacrifice and it were, yes. was Patty and other members of the GR who killed her and stoned her to death with Gladys's knowledge. And we, and, yeah. and we kind of knew that from the very beginning of that episode because you remember that Patty and Gladys were sitting at the desk at the GR and um, they nodded at each other. Yeah. So yeah. I knew it then. I mean, you know, we didn't know it was coming, but in retrospect. Yeah, exactly. And then the question was when Gladys spoke, when tied to the tree and said, please, or maybe she, I don't remember. She also said no or stop or something. She did. And so then it's like, oh God. And I couldn't watch at that point. No. Because no, it that was, was really too gory. Extremely graphic. And yeah. yeah. Not as much as oh, The Walking Dead, but it was still well, in a different way. Because it was personal. Way. Yeah, we yeah. knew her and it wasn't it it didn't feel gratuitous like Walking Dead. Exactly. It yeah, it just felt um yeah, so personal. Um, it's not beating you over the head with a baseball bat. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And then to find out, to have it confirmed later mm-hmm. that she knew it was coming. She did sacrifice herself. And then she, I don't know that it was so awful for her at the end there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also we, we see what's being set up in the church. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The, um, they're closed all over the floor and then they mm-hmm. have the bodies now. Yeah. And these look like the, the same bodies that were like. That we met at the convention that, or we saw at the convention. That, right. Saw them, saw them at the convention, but maybe these were ones that were like spilled on the highway or something. Mm. Cause apparently they, they did get them for a reduced price. They're, they right. didn't pay 40 thousand dollars each for them yeah we assume not but who knows maybe a lot of these people who joined the guilty remnant also donated their life savings to the guilty remnant yeah Yeah. and we we, that's why um well you know we see the house that right in the next episode um before oh and now they're living in in kevin's father's house right but the house that they lived in when they were married was awesome so that must have been Lori's. or you know or i'm sure they they owned it together he was a cop yeah he didn't make that much money she no, was, but they had been married for a long time. So because well, Jill was a teenager by then, but I know, but they might have had a a prenuptial agreement as well. Maybe, yeah, maybe she had. But well, I, I so either she way, would have had the I, house before when she was like a single mother of Tommy. I don't maybe not. So. Maybe not. But. There, you never know. We we don't know her. Yeah, she made most of the money. <laughs> yeah, uh, you don't. We don't know her family of origin story, but then considering what ends up coming in season two, she clearly has no money left. 
So she must have given it all to the guilty remnant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, clearly Kevin doesn't have it. (laughs) Exactly. Because he Uh, also does not buy a future something in season two. Because it's Nora who does. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Kevin is a kept man. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He has a pattern. (laughs) Oh, yes, he does. (laughs) He's pretty enough. (laughs) But, you know, but he also isn't like mooching. So in that sense, it takes a strong dude to like, who's confident in his manliness to be able to be with women who can take care of themselves like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, like, yeah, lots of guys would feel less than in those situations, but we already know we like Kevin. Yeah. not just because he's pretty (laughs) yeah not just because we like looking at him in in two certain scenes in season two (laughs) okay then well i mean there's some scenes in season one you know running in sweatpants oh yeah but you know what i mean (laughs) i know we'll get to that next time (laughs) (laughs) and and you know cleaning out the gutters quotes um (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) and here we find out no we are we're what sorry oh in in episode 109 the garvey's at their best we find out that cleaning the gutters was a euphemism oh right (laughs) (laughs) i was just gonna say though that we are not objectifying him i actually do not find looking at guys bodies as uh i actually i don't find it appealing if i don't like their character like i don't mean characters and role i mean their personalities and their deeper characters yeah so yeah i really do need the whole package and my package i don't mean between their legs <laughs> i know what you mean i know what you mean we've already talked about no dick pics that's the worst right. And, you know, it's like I can appreciate uh, the um, the look looking, but then, yeah, it's enhanced or detracted when they open their mouth. Yeah, yeah, it can be totally ruined by. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, that's another episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, because I had a, a weird dream last night. Anyway, Ooh, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. One oh nine, the Garveys at their best. <laughs> okay. A flashback recounts Mapleton residents' experiences during the days leading up to the departure. Oh, yeah. A surprise Mapleton Person of the Year victory party is thrown for Kevin's father. Hmm. Isn't it also a birthday party? Um, yeah, kind of. Maybe it wasn't, though. Maybe. Okay. I don't remember now. All right. Uh, uh, Lori is revealed to be a psychiatrist, and Patty, yeah. her patient, <gasps> who, ex- who yeah. senses an upcoming apocalyptic event. Yep. 
Tom and Lori says, haven't you felt this way before? Uh-huh. But not to that degree. Right. This time is different. Yeah. And she was right. <laughs> yep. Oh, and Jill was so young. She had braces oh and she was like in middle school or maybe a freshman. But so she yeah. seemed to me like eighth or ninth grade. Because yeah. we know she's still in high school three years later. So, mm-hmm. so she's probably senior. So I guess, yeah, pro- I guess ninth grade three years ago. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Tom has a violent confrontation with his biological father. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think his biological father was played by um, one of the, the actors from Oz. So there's your Oz connection. Uh, he's also <laughs> the est leader in the Americans. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I didn't look it up, but I, I don't think I looked it up. Yeah, I recognized him. Okay. Maybe I did look it up. Uh, Kevin then attacks the man, attacks the biological father. Yeah. Um, He's a dick. He has another, like a young kid. And yeah, I, I wonder and Kevin if he had adopted him. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin adopted Tom after he and Lori got married. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jill prepares for a science fair. Nora spends time with her family and interviews for a job working for a mayoral candidate. Mm. Kevin pursues a deer that is wreaking havoc around Mapleton. Yeah, getting up to people's houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And we and we see it getting into houses of people that we've yes. already met because Nora mm-hmm. has interviewed them. Mm-hmm. Being a family member who who ends up later departing. Yes, yes. Um, he chases the deer into a house where it flees and is hit by a car. Oh. The driver is an attractive woman who invites him to her hotel room. During the departure, Kevin is having sex with the woman when she disappears, or cleaning the gutters, as he says. Yeah. <laughs> Nora snaps at her family right before they disappear. Jill and Tommy form a circuit at the science fair when one child in the circle disappears. And Lori has an ultrasound and witnesses the disappearance of the fetus. And and she had not yet told Kevin that she was pregnant and then never does. Yeah. Maybe season three. I don't know. Or maybe never. Maybe never. Because oh sorry, I guess that was a spoiler because it never happens in season two either. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> She's letting the mystery be. Yeah, yeah, that's one mystery. Yeah. But as far as we know, Kevin never tells her that exactly no. what he was doing. Oh well, but maybe he has a history. He, I don't know. Because maybe, but well, someone else well she finds out. She did find out. Yeah, she did find because out. Patty, Patty told her. Right. Now, did Patty see them or? No, she just dug up stuff on everyone. I don't know how. Okay. She found out. Or, you know, maybe that was not the first time that that he had cleaned the gutters with someone yeah, else. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good episode, though, because mm-hmm. it did answer lot of our questions oh and it showed um like the the very beginning of season one episode one the pilot um 
we were focused on the mom and her baby in the car seat in the back, but we saw that there was a car wreck out in front of her. So we also saw that that was Matt. And we knew that his wife, Mary was in a vegetative state. It was Mm -hmm. Mary who had been driving and Mm -hmm. that's how she got in the vegetative state. Um, Because she was hit by a car where the driver of that car departed. Yeah. And it was, it was also interesting how, um, so before the departure, um, they were, that Matt and Mary as a couple were focused on his health and then after on hers because of the accident. Mm. Oh, that's right. They thought like he was having a cancer scare. Isn't that right? Right. It happened. Yeah. And it happens every few years. He was sick oh, as a child. Right. Yeah. So this is something that they had to um, had to look out for every once in a while. Yeah, that really was a good episode. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't have been so good just alone, right? If that were the pilot. Oh yeah, no, that wouldn't have been nearly as interesting. Right, we would have had to maybe go back and watch it again yeah. and say, "Oh yeah, that was this and that and the other." Yeah, not nearly as good that way. Yeah. Yeah. So when season two keeps saying, let the mystery be. And when co-creator of the show, Damon Lindelof says, you're not going to get answers. That did give us a bunch of answers. answers, Yeah. Yeah, It was very satisfying for me. They were, you know, answers about, about the characters and not about the event. Which is totally fine. Yeah. The show is called <laughs> The Leftovers. Yeah. And oh, so the it, we're studying the characters. Yeah. The Departed was the Jack Nicholson, Leo DiCaprio, <laughs> yeah. Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon movie. That was totally different. This is The Leftovers. And yes, <laughs> gave us a lot of answers about the people who are left behind. As it should have. Episode 10, the season one finale. The prodigal son returns. Mm. Kevin seeks Matt's help in disposing of the evidence, evidence from the previous night's events. Uh, in other words, yes, Patty's Patty. body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He and well, he he still wanted to turn himself in, but you know, then you know he gave Matt one last last chance. Don't touch her. You, you know, yeah. you'll be, uh, or else you'll be an accomplice. Yeah, you'll right. be guilty. And, and Matt so, touched her. No hesitation. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Because you know they hadn't really been the closest of friends, but yeah. Um, but his fam? No, he wasn't family. No, because yeah, he's Nora's not yet. brother, and so they weren't. Yeah, they weren't family yet. But um, yeah. But he did know about the. Uh, the money in the backyard with so the note close. to him. Yeah. He was close with um, uh, Kevin's father, Kevin senior. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. The guilty remnant places the lifelike burial dolls of the departed townspeople where they disappeared, oh. causing a riot back home. Oh, and lots of violence and oh, yeah. fires. Oh God. That Tommy Kevin didn't know about mm-hmm. yet because he and Matt no. are, yeah, out at they the cabin burying the body. Right. Right. 
Tommy finds his way back home after Christine leaves him with the baby. Wayne dies after after granting a mysterious wish to Kevin. Kevin and Matt return home to find a riot has begun of the guilty remnant movement. They find a beaten up Meg who refuses to say anything except write that they have made everyone remember. Kevin finds that the guilty remnants houses have been set on fire. Lori, who is pulled out, tells Kevin that Jill is still there. Well, it's the it first, took her a while. Yeah, it's the first time <laughs> that she has spoken. Yeah. We assume in like three years, or at least since she went to the guilty remnant. And all she says is when she finally speaks, she yells Jill. Mm-hmm. And points. And yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm still. Well, and yeah, after like all that time of not speaking, plus the smoke, it took her a few tries to get it out too. Yeah, her voice really doesn't work, which is really interesting because to me, it does indicate that, I mean, she didn't cheat at all, all those years. Yeah. She didn't even like hum in the shower or (laughs) when she was alone anywhere. She she just, she was, yeah, she was really committed. Mm Mm-hmm. Kevin saves Jill from the flames. Tommy arrives back. Leaving all those other people there. Yeah. 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 Because there was one that he saw was not Jill and just kept going. (laughs) Yeah. Which I do understand. Yeah. You've got to go get your kid. And then after you get your kid, you can send someone else in there for the other people. Yeah. 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 You have to get your kid. Tommy arrives back in Mapleton with the baby and finds Lori. Nora believes that it is best. No, but, but he, but he doesn't have the baby with him when he finds Lori. So we didn't know what he did with the baby. Yeah. Yeah. He's already dropped her off by then. Mm-hmm. Nora believes that it's best for her to leave town. And she writes a letter to Kevin and goes to place it in on his doorstep, but finds Christine's baby there. Lori and Tommy walk away holding hands while Kevin and Jill arrive back at the house to find Nora with the baby in her arms. Oh, and we get another, we get, we get a song here in this one. We get the French song, Nimiki Deba. Oh yeah. Don't leave me Yeah, for the non-French yeah. speakers out there. <laughs> one of the, one of the interesting things when, um, He's seeing the vision of Patty. Um, did you ask for my help, Kevin? This is me helping. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, if this is yeah. Patty helping, we're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, when Nora went downstairs the day of the riots and saw the three dolls there representing her family, mm-hmm. she was devastated i i thought the actress did a great job of um representing that but then she just sat there with them at the table Mm -hmm. held their hands and i felt like it ended up bringing her peace to be able to sit with them for a while and maybe say goodbye i mean that's why those dolls were created so that people could bury them and have quote closure and say goodbye mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the rest of the town well. flipped out <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> and it would be horrifying, but yeah, I thought she handled it really beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I thought I thought she was going to kill herself, but yeah, uh, when she wrote that note, but mm-hmm. no, she was she was just leaving town, planning to leave town. Yeah, and then Holy Wayne's Holy Baby saved the day. Exactly, created yeah. a new family. So it's like Wayne hugged her all over again, right? Aww. <laughs> I wonder if she will find out that it's Wayne's baby. I wonder if Tommy will end up telling them. Doesn't Jill know? I don't know. We're, we're jumping ahead again, but has Tommy told her? Okay, we are. Um, yeah, we are jumping ahead. Okay, we'll save that for... I don't for know if Tommy has told her. Okay, yeah, we're, okay, make a note there to... I don't have anything to write on right here. Make a note to bring that up again, or uh, now I'm gonna have to go re 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 watch. Because yeah, I watched. <laughs> but do you I know which it. episode to rewatch for that information? I'll just go read this. Yeah, read the summaries. Um, well, it may not be in there. Well, no, I'm about Tommy and Jill getting together, but I don't. I, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, we wouldn't be privy to all of their conversations. They would just show us a snippet. But I kind of don't think that he has brought it up. I don't know. But then again, she is really good mm-hmm. at keeping secrets. She she didn't say anything about seeing him until, you know, anyway. Um. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's season one. Yeah. And next time we will do season two. Yeah. So if there are any of y'all who happened to listen to this and you haven't watched season two yet, you have time. And you need to. I don't care what else you're watching. You need to watch The Leftovers. Yeah. This is a need. Yeah. It is. And that is coming from two people who adore Game of Thrones. It's it's better than Game of Thrones. It is so tight. Tight, tight, tight. It, mm-hmm. We adore Fargo. Oh my God, that is so good. And that's coming back at the same time as Leftovers season three. Yeah. yeah it, three days later. Just, <laughs> yeah. It is so different. So is Fargo. But, um, mm-hmm. oh, and but they both Coons. have Carrie Coons. Yes. She's going to be mm-hmm. in this season of Fargo. This is also season three of Fargo, isn't it? It yeah. Is. Yeah. And they've been gone for oh, more yeah. Than a year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, because when yeah. Leftover Season I can't 2 do the was on, yeah, Fargo Season 2 was was also on, and we talked about both. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I guess we'll be doing that again since we'll be, instead of the Leftovers, it'll be uh, the, the Carrie Cast. to talk about it. Yeah. The Carrie Cast. Yes. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, yeah. So go watch it. It's just too good not to. If you like good television, this mm-hmm. is the best right now. Yeah. I mean, and Better Call Saul that week too, or the next week. No, the week the before. The week before. Yeah. Sorry. I know. I feel Better like it's Call all within Saul one on week. The yeah. Leftovers on the 16th and yeah. Fargo on the 19th. The 19th. All right. So all within nine days, nine times. Ferris Bueller. 
for anyone who hasn't seen that. So after after the first season, did you have a favorite uh, character? No. Um, who don't you like? You know, most shows, hmm. there's a character that you don't like, that you're annoyed every time they, they're on screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, not most. I guess most shows in the past. Many. Most shows that I watch now that I've stuck with, I don't have a, a character that I don't want to see on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this show, definitely not. It's like, oh, my I, God, I just I, I like them all. For different reasons, you know, it, it's not I mean, that I want to be friends, but yeah, maybe maybe some of the guilty remnant, you know, maybe like Lori and Meg, but um, you know, that's just because they're 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 doing their jobs correctly, I guess. Yeah, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you wouldn't want to see them, like that you wouldn't want right. them to be on the show anymore, right? Right. That doesn't mean that. That just means, just well, I don't know, just because they're kind of annoying the other characters the uh mm-hmm. like kevin and nora and and them but also they're part of the family yeah so and like so there were there were things about nora that i didn't like at first the beginning of the season but then i ended up really really liking her mm-hmm. so in season two i adore her Beginning of season one, Patty was really annoying. And later on, I really like her. Season two, I really, really like her. Mm-hmm. I know that may sound opposite of how it should be. Jill starts out as an annoying teenager. And then it's right. like, wow, she's totally cool. Yeah. As characters, I, I like all of them. I think they're all really well written and the fact that they all change over time is astounding and outstanding how many shows show that kind of evolution other than breaking bad and 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 actually quite a few characters in game of thrones but look how long Mm -hmm. that has taken Mm -hmm. yeah well i guess you know similar to real life (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, I'm not dissing Game of Thrones at all, as you know. Yeah. At all. Yeah, I adore it. I can't wait for that to come back. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Is that July? Yeah, 16th. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> On the uh, calendar. It is. Yep. Yep. Okay. And until season two. We'll let the mystery be.